With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. There's no bigger fan of the Iowa Hawkeyes than Iowa's premier dish retailer, Big Dog Satellite and Solar. If you can't watch live, there's no better way to record every game than the Hopper from Dish. Search or call Big Dog today and ask for the Hawkeye Tailgater Special. Oh, one more beer for me. Exile means quality. So savagely. Best beer in all the land. Brewed with a loving hand. From bottle, keg, or can. Exile Brewing. E-X-I-L-E. For me. E-X-I-L-E. Let's drink football. Enjoy your HN Podcast. I'm John Miller along with Steve Dace on this 25th day of May 2019. Steve, uh, some pretty fun stuff going on in Iowa basketball. That Indiana game, Jordan Bohannon's scintillating play in the month of February. We will talk about some of that, but really, let's not uh, be coy or flippant. Let's talk about the, uh, I was going to say, I have to be careful. I mean, is it okay to say the elephant in the room? I'm not sure, but let's just go ahead and talk about that. Gary Dolphin's suspension by Learfield from Iowa basketball games for the remainder of this season, which is four regular season games, at least one game in the Big Ten tournament, and one game at minimum in the NCAA tournament. A pretty significant suspension for his reference to Maryland's Bruno Fernando as playing like King Kong. Uh, the release from Learfield saying that they, re, you know, basically saying it was insensitive along those lines. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. And no need to set the scene. Everyone listening to this is fully aware. And if you're not, go to HawkeyeNation.com and you can read a couple of opinions. Just search for Gary Dolphin. Gary Dolphin's, you know, I, I'm really not even as interested, me personally, you can certainly do it if you want to, of getting into the, you know, whether or not people should be outraged or irritated by Gary Dolphin comparing a basketball player to King Kong uh, because he was comparing his play to that of King Kong, who was a dominant figure, a dominant mythical fictional creature who was a bad, bad, you know, primate. Um, Bruno Fernando was a man amongst boys at the end of the Maryland game. Matter of fact, before he made that putback, I tweeted out my biggest concern here is an offensive putback by Maryland because of Fernando's dominance. He did that. That's what Dolphin was trying to convey, but apparently intent and conveyance matters not any longer. Or really to me, Steve, this is this is just confusing or masking you you've taught me a number of things you've taught me to rely on Occam's razor a lot you've brought up there's the reason then there's the real reason Mm -hmm. Gary Dolphin isn't suspended for the rest of this basketball season because he compared the play of a basketball player to King Kong he's done that a number of times King Kong Godzilla the Hulk that's not the reason The real reason is there is a faction or factions that don't want him broadcasting Iowa's men's basketball games. 
And if you value someone, if you respect someone, you don't do this. You pull them aside and say, hey, Gary, you know what? Probably can't say that. Um, nobody at all has really commented about it. There's no outrage about it. Best we can tell, only one person sent an email to Learfield. So please don't do that. Or at worst, suspend him for a game if you want to make an issue of it. But you don't do what I would did, which is basically tarnishing a man's legacy, branding him an insensitive racist. You don't do that to someone you like, respect, or value. Right. So Iowa doesn't, or there's a faction that doesn't like, respect, or value Gary Barta. And I don't, or Gary, Gary Dolphin, I don't think we'll ever hear Dolph call another Iowa sporting event. Because if he's allowed to broadcast Iowa football games, the second he utters one word, you know this wasn't about King Kong. This was mm -hmm. about faction or factions that don't want him doing Iowa's men's basketball games. And 72 hours later, I'm still really pissed off. We're going to, we are going to be keeping it real, real for the next few minutes on this. Okay. Because you're right. There is the real reason. And then there is the right reason. And the, the issue that you have here is the, the, the methodology by which they're choosing to get rid of him is one of the most toxic and divisive you can do in our culture short of child pornographer. And, you know, if you don't like a U.S. Supreme Court nominee, you don't get to make up rape charges and then try to make it that they can't even coach their daughter's girls basketball team. Oppose them for the reasons you don't like them. You have to destroy them on a human level with no evidence because that in this era, it's good that we're more sensitive on me too issues. You and I have daughters. It's good that we're more sensitive on racial issues. You know, one of the reasons why I'd never heard about basketball till I moved to Michigan is because my stepdad was a racist and didn't like the sport because too many black people played it, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with all of those things. What we can't do though is swing the pendulum so far the other way that we're scarlet lettering people now where this becomes weaponized, not humanized, but weaponized. And what the University of Iowa has done here is they have made him radioactive and toxic. They've made him unemployable with this. And we're going on day five, and they still have not formally responded to this, answered any questions about it. And what's happening is what I feared right away and, and tweeted at the Bigger Ten site, uh, Twitter account right away, What's happening now is this is now dividing people in your own fan base. I mean, you at your own website. You guys have pro and con pieces about this. Um, you know, the the, the anti-dolphin piece it goes off on some esoteric point about political correctness is good to reel in white men who deserved it. I'm like, I don't know. What did I deserve? I was born to a 15-year-old mom. I literally ate government cheese. I, I didn't get too much, uh, and I got beat a lot. You know, I didn't get too much white privilege. And maybe if you actually agreed with that, you know, then why don't you give up your job so a minority can have your spot writing for Hawkeye Nation? And we just go back and forth on this, okay? When it's when it's when this isn't about political correctness and it's not about free speech or any of that stuff or racial sensitivity, you know, it, it comes down to something I experienced in my own life 
early in my career, when I was new in my new in my faith, and the first time I spoke out about it publicly, and I stepped on a rake, and I I, I met what I said. I didn't necessarily say it the best way because I was new at this, and I stepped on a rake. And a guy that I had worked with at the Des Moines Register for years, Mark Hansen, called me at home, yelling at me, screaming at me, calling me dangerous. I, I worked with Mark for years. We covered events together. I mean, it, you know, he knew me. I'm, I wasn't an ideologue. I wasn't a construct. I was Steve in the sports department. And that same exact incident, Andy Fails at TV 13, who had been a guest in my home, whom I adored, Went on television and said I should have been fired for that. And if I was at a, 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 a place that wasn't as backwards as Iowa, basically, I would have been. Again, this was a guy who knew me. We covered games together. He's Andy. I'm Steve. You know, he'd been on my show tons of times. See, there's a what, what we're allowing to happen here is we're letting the raw sewage of what's happening in America's political system and tribalistically, we're letting it seep now into the water table. And it's corrupting everywhere we go. The University of Iowa can have King Kong. Anybody it wants broadcasting its games that it wants. It's their program. Do what you want. Okay. Then, you know, but, but don't label a guy with the, with the most toxic scarlet letter imaginable because you're so cra- you suck so bad at your managerial job. You didn't have the balls to do this in June, July, and August when no one cared. All right. And you can't wait two more weeks or three more weeks for the season to end. And then you can just move on if you want. And and what's happened now is they've driven a wedge right down through this community because it's it's much simpler than what you think about racial sensitivity or political correctness. None of that matters here. Here's what it really comes down to. We've all known this guy for how many years? Okay, He's not an ideologue. He's not a construct. He's Dolph. You mean to tell me you had a racist broadcasting your games for a decade and a half and you didn't know it? Well, of course, Steve, that's ridiculous. Then then if that's not what the case is, then this penalty is ridiculous. Even It, it, it shouldn't matter whether you think what he said is insensitive or not, because it should have never just come to this. Once they were alerted to it, if they found it insensitive, this merits ending his career. This merits this. No one's talking about Jordan Bohannon. No one in the college basketball media world is. Nobody is. Even though, I mean, he's this he's gone full Konami double dribble here. It's insane what we've watched him do for the last two weeks. It's like he it's, it is. It's like remember that game the guy the, the green jersey for Boston just dribbled to that spot and made it every time. Yeah. That's kind of what he's doing right now. If he is to the right, if he is anywhere on the right end from the elbow to the corner. Or for the elbow to the top of the key, uh, beyond anywhere else. Imagine, imagine if Chris Kingsbury could shoot off the dribble, and that would be Jordan Bohannon. Okay, it's ridiculous what he's doing. It's also in from a national perspective, getting no attention while awful announcing 24/7 Sports, ESPN, and the Associated Press cover this instead. This is terrible management. It, 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 what it what the University of Iowa did is they dropped a poison pill on their own fan base so that you and David Schwartz are debating something that isn't even what this is about. And this isn't the platform or the place for it. It really comes down to the guy, we've, we know Gary Dolphin. He's Gary. He's Dolph. 
we we know what this we know that the guy is you know was just given an opinion and even if you think it was insensitive and he stepped on a rake fine then you know he 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 clearly was willing to apologize to the University of Maryland to Bruno personally you know if 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 you know this didn't track with him and then we all just move on why are we talking about this 5 days later why aren't we talking about Jordan Bohannon? Why aren't we talking about this could be the, the, the men's basketball team with the most wins this school has had in 31 years? How many of our podcast listeners even remember that team? How many were even alive for that team? And we're not talking about any of that because they didn't this isn't about political correctness this is the school that does blackouts and has and assumes that the female gender is weak with pink locker rooms this is the school that just lost in court all right to the most protected minority class in our culture today they don't care about any of that this is an effort to get rid of a guy Fine. I also, you know, I haven't, I haven't talked to Dolph substantively in several years, but I used to know him well enough to believe, do I think it's possible? I mean, I used to find out what Dolph really thought about Steve Alford. I'm, you were sitting there with me in the studio one day where Dolph literally off the air talked me out of picking Iowa to win the 2009 Big Ten Championship. Remember that? Yes, I okay? do. Yeah. I mean, Dolph isn't shy about his opinions. <laughs> you know, I think it's perfectly possible that he, that a, that a, a Fran McCaffrey who seems to take dissent um, with uh, with not with you know a, a, a kilowatt of salt, I, I can see why they might not be a good mesh. Totally think that's realistic, and I can see why the coach at Iowa, who's on his way to maybe the winningest season in 31 years, feels like he ought to have the back the play by play guy in his back pocket. I can see all of that. All right, there's better ways to handle this than to drop a brick with corns in it on the middle of your own base, so that the so that arguably the number one website for your fans or one of them ends up looking like town hall or real clear politics instead of talking about a team on its way to, to, you know, the best season it's had in 31 years. This is about mismanagement. It's not about political correctness. It's not about how good of a play-by-play guy Dolph is. It's not about, you know, free speech, bitch. It's not about any of that. This is about a university's, this is about the worst run power five program I have ever seen from an administrative standpoint. And if they had not inherited Kirk Ferentz and a football program that is on autopilot and had to manage that and hire that coach, I can't even imagine toggled glider much what would have occurred. This is about a group of people who are terrible at their jobs and an administration in Iowa and on a higher end that is totally swung the pendulum from Hunter Rawlings and Christine Grant trying to turn Iowa into Yale in 1987 to clearly there's just nobody home up there on Capitol Hill in Iowa City. I mean, nobody cares no one's paying attention and so a guy in gary barda who is way over his skis in has and, and and has has should is the is the biggest embodiment of the peter principle i have ever seen in my career covering college sports at least at this level um is just running roughshod and and now you're dividing your fan base and having arguments you know you come to iowa basketball games to get rid of this stuff to get away from it Okay. Instead, you're injecting this toxin into your veins, and it's unnecessary. If Gary Dolphins offended somebody, um, then you know, uh, run his ass went accordingly. Uh, you mean if 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 a player walked into Fran McCaffrey's office and said, "Coach, I'm not playing enough," and it was the end of February, and I want to transfer, you don't think Fran might say, "Hey, wait it out to the end of the year." You know how I mean, the story isn't finished yet. 
You know, let's have this conversation in April or May. You know, same thing couldn't happen here with the play-by-play guy. They couldn't settle this in April or May. They had to do it right now. And then they had to toxify him and and weaponize him with the with one of the worst way labels you can scarlet scarlet letter somebody with. This is this isn't about pol- racial sensitivity on one side or political correctness on the other or free speech on the other. This is about terrible management that is pitting people who ought to be united together right now at a time they probably haven't been during a basketball season in decades or at least since 2006. It, it, instead, this is about poor management that is pitting those people against each other. We should not know what Dave Schwartz's particular pontifications on political correctness are. We shouldn't know. We should just know what Dave Schwartz thinks about the Big Ten race and Iowa's place in it. But the reason we know is because your own administration provoked this conversation and debate because it's terrible at its job. And what's going to end up happening in my prediction is he won't do another game. He will sue and lawyer up, because this is what ESPN did, did to their tennis announcer, Dave Adler, when he referred to Serena Williams at the Australian Open last year using guerrilla warfare tactics. And they said that was racist. That's a totally different spelling of guerrilla, by the way. And they ended up having to settle with him out of court. My guess is all this is going to get is a really nice retirement for Gary Dolphin and a giant turd in the punch bowl of a fan base that ought to be as united and as excited about Iowa basketball as it's been since Adam Haluska and Greg Bruner and Jeff Horner were here. And instead, the administration that can't even that, that can't drop a deuce right just dropped one on their own fans and it's that's what this is really about mismanagement it's not about any take it from the political ideologue okay this isn't about any of that stuff no matter which side of it you're on this is about the fact that these guys don't know how to do their jobs and so they were looking for a rationale to get rid of somebody they want to get rid of and they said this will do it and they're so bad at this they had no idea the 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 law of unintended consequences from opening up this can of worms that has become a can of whoop ass instead things like this have happened so often i actually think i agree with you in that they had no idea that it would create this level of turmoil. Because if they did, they wouldn't have done it. But where were we one year ago right now? In the midst of a basketball season that was not very good. It was pretty bad. And what did we find out right about now, a year ago? We found out that Gary Barta gave Fran McCaffrey a contract extension under the table and lack of transparency. And he did that two or three months earlier. Not that he wasn't within his right to give Fran McCaffrey a contract extension. Not at all. It's just that they didn't tell anybody about it. Mm -hmm. And it's not that Iowa isn't within their right to make a change with regards to their radio play-by-play, which you said. They are within their right. They're choosing to do it this way. And this is also the same guy, as you mentioned, that got the University of Iowa sued sued for mismanagement, for not having a paper trail, for horrible leadership, and a president of this university that seemingly doesn't have any problem with that athletic director. And it's ridiculous. And you talked about Kirk Ferentz in the football program. Do you remember that little award that Ferentz uh, in the football program gave to Gary Dolphin back on December the 7th? 
the I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up here. Um, it was like the the goods the distinguished service award. Let me read you the quote from that time, Steve. Right. Well, tell me what you think stands out as odd from this release. The 2018 Distinguished Service Award was presented to Gary Dolphin, the voice of the Hawkeyes, for Learfield Sports and the Iowa Hawkeye Sports Network. Quoting Kirk Ferentz now, Gary is not only a nationally respected broadcaster, he is a tireless ambassador for Iowa football here in our state and across the country. Right after the Nebraska game, our coaches came together and unanimously selected Dolph as the recipient of this year's award. No one bleeds black and gold more than Gary Dolphin, and this is our opportunity to say thank you. What, what strikes you as odd in that press release? Anything? I'm so creating you a little bit here. I like it. The fact that Kirk said specifically right after the Nebraska game, why do you, why do you think that that was thrown in there? Well, I think that that was thrown in there because they didn't actually decide that right after the Nebraska game. They decided that shortly after November 28th when Gary Dolphin was suspended for a couple of games on those hot mic comments where he was basically criticizing Fran McCaffrey's recruitment and he used Macy Daly as his comparative device, which he believed was off air. This is Kirk Ferentz coming out and supporting Dolphin. And I think that this is going to create a rift between Kirk Ferentz yep. and Gary Barta and the football program and Gary Barta. And if you're Gary Barta, that's the last thing you want, frankly, is a rift with your football coach. Kirk's the kind of guy, like I think you and I are, that when one of your friends is done wrong, you don't just sit back and take that. And I think that's how Kirk is. So I, you said this, Gary Barta is way over his ski tips. Absolutely he is. This is mismanagement. Iowa's handling of public relations aspects within their athletic department is the worst I've ever seen. They are not just bad at it. They create more self-inflicted wounds than any organization I've ever seen, certainly in sports. They're horrific at it. And just these ongoing tensions, you can handle it differently. The, Gary Barda not meeting with the media Friday night, at least if nothing more to say, guys, this is a developing situation. I've yet to meet and talk with Learfield about this. I don't really have anything else to tell you other than what we said in the release, that this suspension is indefinite. I'm going to have a lot more to say. Um, please don't ask the student-athletes anything about this. They're not involved in this. Fran McCaffrey's not going to talk about this. At the appropriate time, likely sometime next week, I'll call a press conference. We'll talk about this, and I'll give you the answers that you want. I just don't have anything for you right now. He didn't say anything by saying that, but he certainly kept the student athletes from having to answer questions like this, which they had to, which they were asked these questions after the game Friday, when Fran McCaffrey at the start of his press conference said he wasn't going to talk about it. That's cowardly. It's cowardly. It's, it's dishonorable. It's also, what it's also actionable is what it is. You are allowing this branding, this tacit branding of him as a racist. You are allowing this to linger for for now a full on week one of the things we see in in the in in media a lot on in every format particularly in this day and age of social media and there and there's always trade offs you know with every advancement uh you know of the species there comes a trade off 
Okay. So the greatness of, of, of social media, particularly Twitter is now everybody listening to us right now. You know, I remember my, some of the best times I had, I, one, the, the re, number one reason I liked working at the Des Moines register before I got uh, promoted to actually covering events and getting a byline is even though I had to do a lot of the crap detail at night, you know, me, I love information, facts, st- stories. Well, I had access to that Lexus Nexus and the, and the, and the AP wires. So, man, this was, you know, mid to late 90s before we had a lot of this stuff online or you were doing 14.4 baud, you know, modems that took an hour to download one USA Today story. So I get all of these stories from all the uh, every NFL market, college sports market. You know, I just sit there all night long after I got done with all my agate box scores and read that stuff all the time. Well, well, those information sources now everybody within the sound of our voices has that on their phone with Twitter, for example, they have the AP wire. They have the Lexus Nexus. All of it is not proprietary anymore. It's been democratized and I am all for it. But here is the downside. When a narrative begins to take hold, particularly one salacious like University of Iowa suspends play-by-play guy for being a racist, the amount of tweets, retweets, likes, the initial story will get always greatly dwarf and it's not even close when the clarification or the correction comes later. So I go back to the Dave Adler case. Just anybody listening to my voice, go online and do a, do a Twitter search for Dave Adler suspended from ESPN and, and go see how many likes and, and shares and favorites the original awful announcing or SB Nation stories or deadspin stories about that got. And then go out, go into a Twitter search for Dave Adler settles with ESPN and go see if some of those sites even covered the settlement, number one, and then go see how much how much activity online the resolution got. And it's not even close. And this happens in every format of media every single day in our environment today. And so you're allowing this guy, let's say they come back in a week and say, you know, cooler heads have prevailed. And, you know, we've decided that Dolphs is going to concentrate on his football duties and something that satisfies all the rest of us, okay? The problem is they have let this linger out in the ethereal for for a, and then what's going to happen is you bring it back in football season and since most people missed the resolution, start of next football season, all those exact same broadcasting blogs and ESPN uh, racially embattled broadcaster makes his debut for the University of Iowa to kick off the 2019 football season. See? they This is mismanagement on a cosmic scale. Uh, it's This isn't even about Gary Dolphin anymore. It's really just about the size of check they will eventually cut him for all of this, which was all a self-inflicted wound. I can't imagine what Gary, maybe maybe you're watching some of the lack of discipline Fran McCaffrey is known to show on the court. Maybe you're watching that play out here because short of sleeping with someone he cares about, what the hell could Gary Dolphin have said that is so bad that they couldn't have waited to settle this until after the season, John? Do you know? I do not. So whatever was done, whatever the real reason they need to be rid of him is, or maybe it's a it's a combination of those things. What that what what is worse, bearing with him for another three weeks, or this right here? What do you think is worse? What do you think is worse? Nip it in the bud. Yeah, it's not even close. It's not even close. That's why That's why I'm happy. Anybody that wants to send us notes, and, and Steve at stevedace.com, that's my day job, okay? Send me all of your hot takes on the point of political correctness and white privilege and the heteronormative patriarchy and free speech and suck it, whatever you want. 
I'll happily engage it. I'm just telling you, this isn't, I'm, and I'm fine when this stuff gets into the sports world and they make us address it. This is not one of those times. It's not about any of those things. It's real simple. They wanted to be rid of him. They don't, they either didn't have the foresight or the wherewithal of how to do it quietly. And then they had, they were so tone deaf, they had no idea the can of worms, the Pandora's box, they were going to open by doing it this way. And what happened is whatever rake you believe Gary Dolphin did or didn't step on with his King Kong comment, take that rake, make it 10 times bigger, and then lace it with arsenic. And that's the rake the University of Iowa stepped on. I agree. I agree. You, you talked about Twitter and the retweets and all that. Um, outside of my sharing my daughter's reaction to the Empire Strikes Back for the first time in her life. I remember that went viral. <laughs> yeah, it like had 200,000 views. Um, and my my column where I was going after Kirk Herbstreet and the college football intelligentsia in 2015 saying, America, Iowa fans don't care what you think. The the reactions and interactions to my tweets from Friday on this Gary Dolphin thing have been the most reacted things I've ever done. Um, well, that and Blake Larson committing to Iowa a long, long time ago when there was just really one Iowa website. It is it's been incredible. Um, I've had people um, you know challenge me that I, I'm insensitive because I can't understand because of my white privilege and things like that, and I'm actually fine with that. You can you can tweet that stuff at me all day. Um, that that's cool. I, I <laughs> I'm I'm good with that. But I think this podcast has been the one I've wanted to do. You know, I did my little snarky thing on Friday, and this is the one I've been wanting to do because the real issue I think after I burned through my jet fuel of emotion on Friday. This is the real issue. It's the incompetence at the top of the Iowa Athletic Department. Yes. The incompetence that has been there for years. The incompetence that makes molehills out that makes mountains out of molehills on a regular basis. There was no outrage on this. There was nary a mention of this anywhere on Twitter or any message board. And if as is been expressed to me from people I trust that this was one email. One email to Learfield that started this, I really question whether or not that email was tactical, a guided smart missile. I'm of the opinion that it is. And Iowa chose to self-immolate once again for something that's not worth it. When they could have just ridden out the season with Dolph and made a replacement at the end of the year. And Gary Dolphin being the good soldier that he's always been would have likely sailed into the sunset with a great legacy. You could have let him just do football games at that point in time. You could have given him that honorable discharge in basketball. But now, Iowa's put itself into the corner where it probably can't let Gary Dolphin, even if Dolph wanted to, be the voice of the Hawkeyes for football next year because they will probably make themselves even more actionable than they already are. And it's a very, very sad thing. That I yes. would, that I would did to itself, and frankly, I'm a forgiving person, and in, in the scheme of life and the scheme of eternity, I certainly offer forgiveness to those who harm me. It doesn't mean that the mistakes that people made you don't remember, and it doesn't mean in this world of well, 
capitalism, but then again, we're talking about an insulated government entity here, a university, a public university. It doesn't mean that people like Gary Barta should continue to keep his job for this level of, uh, of mismanagement malfeasance. I don't think that he should. I think Gary Barta deserves to be fired. And I think that anybody, anybody who is a part of this, who signed off on this, including the president of the University of Iowa, I think he deserves to be fired because you don't do this to people. You don't send out press releases that talk about how inclusive you are about insensitive things that were uttered, in your opinion. And then you turn around and still do this to somebody like this. You don't do that. Listen, I think Gary Barta deserved firing over his mismanagement of the lawsuit a few years ago. I think he absolutely deserves it here. And I don't I don't dislike Gary. I think he's a great person from as far as from what I've dealt with him. But I'm probably going to have to reimagine that. Probably going to have to rethink that because great people don't do this to people. And if this isn't Gary Barta's doing, then whomever it is needs to be fired. But Gary Barta is the head of the athletic department. And I guess until he wants to come out and throw somebody else under the bus who's really responsible for this stupidity, we're going to stick with him at this point in time. Anything else to add? My final encouragement to Iowa fans, and and take it from me, whose full-time job is political worldview philosophy debate. This is not the time, place, or platform for that. Okay? This isn't about any of that. This is a, this a, all of your various pontifications on this from any side of the spectrum. This isn't about that. And all it is doing is turning yourselves against each other. Okay? This was about an administration looking for any excuse to get rid of somebody it wants to get rid of. And and it is, has proven time and time again with, with numerous mismanagements, including, including a landmark lawsuit loss last year, that they, they don't understand how to avoid stepping on rakes. They've clearly never been taught the law of unintended consequences. And they were so tone deaf that they had no idea the Pandora's box this was going to open. My, I'm not saying there may never come a time that some of you may, that the, 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 the divisiveness in our culture may get so systemic that eventually not even your mutual love of the tiger hawk can hold this thing together. I, I, I could foresee a time where that comes not just to, to, to various, maybe all fan bases. We seem bound and determined to, to ruin each other over political parties and politicians that largely aren't worth it, period. But this is not... Aragorn, this is not yet that day. There may come a day, okay, when the will of men fails, but this is not yet that day. This is not, this is, if I'm the one saying this is not the time to rip your spleens out, it's not the time to rip your spleens out. This is not the time for John Miller, Dave Schwartz, and Steve Days to have a worldview conversation because the people that sparked it 
don't care and aren't serious about it. They just suck at their jobs. And so everybody ought to reunite around, this isn't how we treat people. You can have the play-by-play guy you want, but um, this is not how we treat a guy with a loyal so- who's been a loyal soldier for this university and who may be the most beloved living Hawkeye at the moment on planet Earth, Kirk Ferentz, just gave a, you know, a, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased award to not three months ago. All right. We don't do this. We, you, th- this administration and coaching and head coach at Iowa committed the cardinal rule. You know, I know, you, I know we're going to probably talk some about Jerry Kill and PJ Fleck in the, in the Bigger Ten podcast. Well, that's actually what Jerry, what, what was done here. They took away from the players, they took away from the team and the exploits. You know, that's the cardinal rule of coaching is you don't ever make yourself the story when your players deserve to be. And that's exactly what was done here. And no, you should not put up with that, regardless of your views on what's too far or not far enough when it comes to political correctness, free speech, racial sensitivity. This this is about a, a man most of you either grew up with or have or have known on and off the air or have probably met in an iClub event or in John and I's case, have known on a first name basis for years. We all know here. Okay, this guy's not a racist, guys. This whole thing is ridiculous mismanagement that has toxified a fan base that deserves a lot better than that. Don't let them get away with it. Don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Don't take the dangling carrot and then turn on each other with a political debate over an administration that doesn't know its head from a hole in the ground. Don't do it. Well said. My initial rage on this was regarding someone I consider to be a friend being mistreated and I'm always going to back friends that I think are mistreated. I'm vociferously loyal, um, you know, barring, you know, that friend, um, to use something you mentioned earlier, you know, getting caught up in child porn, I probably wouldn't be public with that much support, but my rage or anger, no longer rage, but deep anger. And that's still smolders has turned to the incompetence. And um, I don't think that's going to abate anytime soon. That'll wrap up this installment of the HN Podcast. For Steve, I'm John. We'll see you soon.